0: And one friend that I had in particular, her name was Tata Charisse. Now, if you watch the Going Live show, you know who Tata is. She was basically um, the public defender. That was her uh, main gimmick on the uh, show. That was the main character she played, and she did that quite a few times. And if you saw the um, Hood Exorcist sketch, uh, she played the mother in the sketch. Like, I played the uh, the priest that was trying to, you know, get the demon out of of her son in the sketch. Uh, She played the mom and I played the priest going, the power of Christ compels you. Like that was me. Well sadly this past Christmas Eve, uh, Tata Charisse was carjacked at gunpoint while coming home from a comedy show. and order more merch so she can, you know, get back to selling merch and get out there performing. And what I'm gonna do is, I am going to read the synopsis of her GoFundMe page to further illustrate what she's looking for rather than try to paraphrase it. So this is on her GoFundMe page. Hey y'all, so I got carjacked. I'm no stranger to obstacles or overcoming tough times, but what recently happened to me was something I really wasn't prepared for. I was carjacked at gunpoint by two men on Christmas Eve coming home from a show. Comedy is now the majority of my income, so my car was very important to me because it's how I get to most shows. Also, all of my Tata Cherise merchandise was in the trunk of my car, which was another big part of my income. I'm blessed to be alive. I do about 5 to 10 shows a month, and I'm really grinding. I don't plan to give up at all, but I'm creating this GoFundMe to help speed things up so I can get back to doing what I love and bring joy to others. Anything that anybody can contribute would be greatly appreciated and used to go towards a car and to replace my merchandise that I sell at shows. I appreciate the support, and my spirit has not been broken. Thank you for the love that people have already showed me, and anything further helps. I just entered year 6 of my stand-up comedy career, and it has been an incredible journey. I've hit amazing milestones and so far, I've performed in over 200 shows nonstop, but I can't let this situation slow me down. And as I mentioned before, Tata Charisse is a friend of mine. I've worked with her before. She is hilariously funny and a tremendous talent. And I am encouraging all of the Boochcast fans to donate money to Tata Sharice's GoFundMe to help her get back on her feet, get back on the road, and get back to doing what she does best. The cat So from now until the GoFundMe page is completed, I am going to be putting the link to her GoFundMe page on every single BoochCast episode going forward inside the synopsis so you can use it to go there and do whatever you can to help her out. I will also be providing links on the BoochCast social media pages so you can access them there as well. So go to the link, donate what you can, and help Tata Sharice get back. Back to bringing joy and laughter to the world. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, aka The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT Vengeance Day 2023. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Yep. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Boochcast, the one, the only, the slightly inebriated, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott.
1: What's up, dude? dude? This is me, the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott. I'm not that broke yet and I'm not that inebriated yet. Yet. And I'll have to fucking say, I had to take a whole goddamn worth day of work off of this bullshit. So Vinny, guess what I'm about to say? I
0: blame you. You blame me. I blame you. This is my fault. Yes, it is. I put this Show Somebody's Someone's still your fucking fault. Oh, yes, because if I was going to format a wrestling show, this is how I would do it. No, you would do a tad bit different, but still, what the fuck was this shit? And you're off for a weekend, so I don't know why you're upset.
1: It's just a booze talking. All right,
0: oh, go ahead. God. Do you think? Yeah, well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we are here for the NXT uh, recap. Um, Zach, Zach's a little uh, a little on the angry side right now. Because, Aren't you? I mean, yeah, but I'm trying to keep it in check for the children. For the children. Uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, for the or for the listeners. Uh, Gator technically, the Gator technically calls everybody the children and we were on the phone with Gator for and most of the time. Sometimes he acts like a child, but that's okay. Well that's because I'm a little bit immature. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Who thinks you're gonna call first, you or me?
0: Uh well he called you. <laughs> Or I thought he called you, <laughs> but then he called you because apparently you were texting him a lot and blowing up his phone, which I gotta be honest, I don't feel bad for him at all on that one. Because I'm know. like, dude, you blow up the phone every time I'm on. He's like, Bishop Bishop, um, explain what I do on Saturdays. And I had to tell him that Gator uh wrestle usually wrestles or works a match or is about to, you know, go through the curtain at the time that he um called him.
1: Well, I did not know that. I apologize deeply. Yes.
0: And then after Gator was done working. His match. He got back on the phone and um, some shenanigans ensued. It's moments like these. I kind of wish I was live streaming this, but then I, I think if I was live streaming it, it wouldn't have been as funny because um, we did not follow any Twitch guidelines during that conversation. No, we did not. That's a conversation that you guys should not be allowed to hear. No,
1: absolutely not.
0: Yeah, so as we go through the midst of all of this during this um, Vengeance Day r- show, which of course took place at the Spectrum Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it was the first time in three years that NXT was doing a pay-per-view outside of the Orlando. performance. Yeah, Orlando. And basically, if, unless you count the stand and deliver in Texas, which we're not in this case, Um, you know, and obviously the next stand and deliver will be in California. And before we officially commence with this, because I know we're, we're talking a lot right now, I want to remind the audience that um Stand and Deliver is the next time you're going to hear us doing a recap of NXT because after today we are taking a, a must-deserved break. Uh We were originally going to start this break in December but then when they announced New Year's Evil and this Vengeance Day show Zach and I decided we have to stick around for the build-up to the show and then talk about the actual show before we take our well-deserved break. And, yes, 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 yes. And it's not necessarily because we hate NXT even though we're very mad at it right now. We don't hate it. Uh, um, um, it's just a break that we need at some point. You know, you get after a while, you get burned out, and you know, eventually you gotta take a little bit of a break. And I've learned We're that. We're burned well doing the fuck
1: camp. out. Particularly me, <laughs> yes. I am burned the fuck out.
0: Yeah. So we are going to kind of take a break for a little bit, but we will be coming back. Yes. And yes, we will. every Monday, we still have classic episodes for you guys to check out and, and pay-per-view reviews and things of that nature. So you will have still have content to enjoy while we're away. Ju- you will just won't have any like live stuff except for a few things that Gator and I are going to be doing along the way. Yes. But Zach will be taking a deserved break. Yes. And of course, we still have um, the stuff with Lance. Uh, Lance should be returning this week for some football stuff. Um, and also, we got uh, the Super Bowl, of course, with Lance. So, we'll have that going on. And then after that, we'll be officially taking the Booch Cats overall. We'll be taking a break after that. Aside from the YouTube content that we're working on. So, enough about all that. we bored you all long enough with the, with our uh, sob stories. So, we get to the first official match of the evening for NXT Vengeance Day. This is for the North American Championship. Wesley defends the title. against. Dijak.
1: It started off fucking great. Did it not, Vince? Yes, it did. It did. It went back and forth. Even though uh, 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 Wesley is a spot monkey and DiJack is a behemoth, these huge fine gentlemen beat the living shit out of each other. Wesley got a lot of moves. DiJack's at, well, at first. There, guys. Dijak's, uh basically took control of the match. Yes. Did he not? I mean, like, it was back and forth and everything else. It was good. I was like, hey, this is great. This is awesome. Um. Hill, a group of people who do not need to be interfering with Jack dealing fucking squats got involved. I'm, of course, I'm talking about the pepperoni pasta eating motherfuckers, Tony D, and his little fucking lackey,
0: Stacks.
1: They cost Dijacks the title. Vinny, your thoughts.
0: Well, technically, he's no, God, not Vinny. a lackey, he's an underboss. <laughs> You want to trigger Zach to an Italian accent. That's why I love this character. Um, but, yeah, so overall, uh, I did enjoy the match up until the finish. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, Wesley, I will say, this is the best he's ever wrestled. he impressed the shit out of me tonight. I really thought this did. was very well done. What I also loved about it was the fact that I saw something in this match that I had never, ever seen before any, when Wesley steps into the ring. What's that? A little thing I like to call psychology. <laughs> Which you never see when Wesley is in the ring. Absolutely ever. not. You never have. And there were some spots and everything else, but Wesley did a very good job in this match. So I will give credit where it's due. Yeah. This is yeah. the best he's ever wrestled. Um, Jack also was good at dictating the pace of the match. Um, there was a lot of spots that made sense. Uh, There wasn't too much stupid shit. And then we got to the finish where uh, Angelo and Stax basically push um Wesley out of the way. He's literally in a broom trapped in a chair they put like, a broom in the middle of the chair handles so Wes can't get out and then they push the chair out of the way and then Dijak hits them with some type of fucking like moonsault or whatever the fuck he did and then he gets back in the ring uh, Wesley does this Pele like kick to his face and then covers in one, two, three. Wesley retains the fucking title. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, Wesley had no business winning this match. What is the point in bringing Dijak back if you're gonna make him job to somebody who's half his size? This is the only in modern wrestling does this make sense to fucking anyone. And I know there's gonna be some marks on the internet. They're gonna try to logically explain this shit to me, and I'm gonna have to stab you because there is no logic behind what. Wesley getting a victory over fucking Dijak. Yes, there was interference, but that finish was still stupid. Now, if the finish had involved Dijak getting knocked on his ass already, and then fucking Wesley went to the top rope, did some type of splash or 360-whatever spin, and then a 1-2-3, okay, I could believe a finish like that. But no, I'm not believing that this guy kicked Dijak in the face at half his fucking size and dropped him. I'm not buying that shit in a no, billion didn't, years. Didn't I, we were like at the end and we just, I just screamed, what the fuck? And what made this even worse is the fact that after Angelo and Stax pushed Wesley out of the way, they made the indie mistake that you see a lot of in modern day indie wrestling. And it is literally a staple in AEW. What do they do? What's that? They look up and wait for Dijak to fucking drop. That is the thing that you always see in wrestling. Oh, I have to look up and go, I'll catch you. It's fucking stupid. It was a typical
1: th- uh, thing, like I said before on the previous one of the AEWs before I quit. It was this.
0: Wouldn't it be logical if you look up and he's waiting for it, you just to run up and go, don't? It's stupid. Like, first of all, you shouldn't have to look up. If they're gonna look up, the guy should fall almost immediately. And it took longer than it should have. Yeah, for exactly. Him to jump. If you
1: look up and immediately just go and he maybe just look up. You got five seconds to go, yeah, fucking fl- the person. Fuck you and just do, Yeah, you know, your move.
0: Like if, I, like if he looks up and the guy's already coming down, then it's like, oh shit, bam. Go. But if you're standing there longer than two seconds and no one's fucking dropping, that's fake as fuck. So this is one of the rare moments where I'm actually pissed off at the Don because I expected better from him. Especially with Gator singing his praises throughout the show. Because the Don is one of the few people in NXT that Gator actually fucking likes.
1: And there's a lot of people that he doesn't like, but he does like Tony D, which is shock, but Gator's picky about everything wrestling. <laughs> fucking mother genius motherfucker, this is bullshit. I took a whole day goddamn awful of work for this crap. Thanks, Vinny,
0: so much. I blame you to a certain extent. Okay, I need to take a break. I'm leaving the room. <laughs> Good, that gives me a chance to fucking talk now. As I was so rudely interrupted by someone throwing their fucking glasses. Like, oh my God, a fucking star is on my show. He's not a I have to star. fucking cry my eyes out. The man should be honored by my fucking presence that I even showed up in.
1: And, and you're a waste of fucking time every time everybody fucking sees your little fucking ass.
0: And yet every time I make an appearance, I make a splash. Now granted, the splash was on me tonight. Exactly but the, fuck... the point. But oh overall... a motherfucker, ain't it? Yeah, and I saved Wesley. so... Good
1: for you. You saved a spot monkey motherfucker. I bet you feel better about
0: Chef now, don't ya? Yeah, because I got unfinished business with the little Gabon, so I'm going to take the fucking title from him now. Good
1: to know. And if stand- no, if di can't take it, why in the right mind where it thinks you can fucking take it from him?
0: Because I'm the Don, and I got the brains. Dijax, you just all brawn. Fuck- your
1: brains are full of possum cheese.
0: And yet I'm fucking successful. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and Sheamus you know, is not. The fuck does Sheamus got to do with anything I'm doing over here? Mm-hmm. The only reason Sheamus has success is cause the Don ain't been called up yet. The second I get called up, that little fiery ginger's going to the back of the fucking line with the rest of his overrated fucking career. Mmm, overrated
1: career. Yeah, he's overrated. He is a multiple time world champion. He's an Intercontinental champion. He's a United States champion. Hell, he's even tag team champion. He's even a Royal Rumble winner. Did, did, did a really good friend of you went to uh, went to a, a beautiful state called Florida and he beat the uh, beat Daniel Bryan and how how many how many how many how many seconds did he win? Oh yeah, less than fifteen. So yeah, the Don is totally a great fucking superstar. with the true Irish World Champion
0: is ten times many times better than him. Hey, uh, instead of curiosity, um, why are you on this show again?
1: Because you love me so much. Because I'm the NXT correspondent, and I bring the fucking ratings in. That's what I fucking do. Better than you, Gator Ricky
0: Ross. Uh Uh-oh. We're going to get letters. Well, if you're such a fucking analyst, how come you don't even know that Sheamus ain't even won the Intercontinental title yet? I know. I just
1: like getting on your nerves. That's all. Because it's so easy to do.
0: You're not getting on my nerves. You're making yourself look like a fucking idiot. I know. I look like a guy who's supposed to be a professional
1: idiot like the guys out Jackass.
0: Yeah, he's a guy that's a fucking analyst, Yet he doesn't even know Sheamus ain't even won the Intercontinental title. Second of all, Sheamus opened WrestleMania and lasted 18 seconds, and the match lasted 18 seconds, which might be great and might be entertaining for some, but it ain't exactly a WrestleMania entertaining moment. If anything, in fact, do you even know why that match went first? Why? Because he can't last that long in the fucking sun, that's why. Why? That's true. We can't. It, yeah. Totally. Ha- Eighteen seconds. You That's why you, did- you.
1: You can't last in the song either, about be, being burned like me, like a piece of fucking
0: bacon at Waffle House. Hey, the Don can get a tan anytime he wants.
1: Really? So how about tomorrow, Don? We go to the tanning bed, see if you turn out tan, or you look like redder than my fucking hair. Uh,
0: because why would I go to a tanning salon with you? I got um, I more important go things. to same go the
1: salon with me. I say to go by yourself, but hell, it might work with your appearance a little bit.
0: Hey, my. Parents is just fine. Boy, are you firing off. Looks like you had a little too much happy juice. You're getting a little too happy over here. Jesus Christ. All right, anyway. <laughs> well, anyway, the Don knows he ain't going to be on here a while because y'all are going on some vacation, you know. Uh, yeah, a vacation from you, thank God. <coughs> yeah, well... Anyway, I hope you enjoy your vacation. Maybe you'll be a, come back a nicer, smarter person. But anyway, my point is, <laughs> I over here, just remember when these guys come back, when you come back here and mm-hmm. you on here running your mouth, you'll be talking to the next North American champion. You said And that I expect,
1: you have yet and to I win expect
0: it. the champion's respect from you when I come back. I expect <laughs> a welcome, shit, I and happy. I expect you. In fact, you will have two choices when I show up. You can kiss my ring. Or you can kiss my title. And it'll be around my waist when you do. So make sure your eye level I got a better it. idea. How about you kiss my Irish ass? If I don't win the NXT North American title, maybe I will. But anyway,
1: I'm going to walk out of here. Up, that will uh, hold you up to that word. I'll make you kiss my ass club
0: courtesy of Vince McMahon. Hey, I ain't paying no hush money for no weird shit. I ain't into that. But anyway, the Don's walking out of here. I see your friends coming back. So uh, y'all enjoy. Always subscribe to the Boochcast the booch is awesome him not so much but anyway Maybe he'll grow up and we'll have a better oh, relationship when he comes you. back. Hey, I
1: got something to say to you. What's that? Fuck you.
0: Yeah, I got something to say to you. <laughs> Dye your hair. You'll be more accepted. Anyway, catch you later. You. Jeez, you guys gonna fight all the time? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he starts it. Hey, you're the one calling him pepperoni pasta eating. What do you think he's gonna do? I can call him something a lot worse. Yeah, and get kicked off my show because I'm... You, <laughs> you're lucky <laughs> I let <laughs> you... Get, you're lucky <laughs> I let you get away with that. Alright, anyway, we ain't got time for this, so... Ignorant fucking no can, mind. Can, we, can we can we move on now? I guess it is your show. Yeah, thank you. So anyway. You're so very welcome. Yeah, so we're back from the break. They show backstage shots from earlier today with Grayson Waller and Braun Breaker arriving in the building. We then cut to Mackenzie Mitchell who's backstage with the NXT Women's Tag Team Champs. The champions say they're on the way to becoming the longest reigning NXT Women's Tag Team Champions in history.
1: Yeah, I saw this right here. Like, we're the best. We're the greatest of all time. The only time you ever do that, you need to hold it longer there, ladies. And I love you to death longer than a hundred
0: days or maybe even a year right there Vinny yeah well here's the thing they're, 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 they're the longest reigning NXT women's tag team champions because there's not the tag team most women don't hold the tag belts very long no they don't and for a long time they were a job or tag team that finally got a chance to hold the titles and they've done very well
1: they did very well because they're actually a tag team
0: yes they're but
1: very very good together they have good chemistry
0: yes but after a certain point it does get boring seeing them with the belts like usually when a Longest reigning. The only time I've ever really saw that as a flex is when you've gone after like big names or you've really like taken people down or whooped a lot of ass, like Roman Reigns on his title reign. Mm -hmm. It's stale as fuck. We're all waiting for it to end, but let's be honest here. There's been some classic banger matches that have come from this. There have been some kick ass moments. He's got about two more left in him before hopefully this reign comes to an end. At the time that we're recording this, we already know in next week, because it'll be Monday at the time you're listening to this, next Saturday, he's got Sami Zayn. We know he's gonna win that, Mm -hmm. and then he's gonna go to WrestleMania, and he's got Cody Rhodes That's where Cody Hopefully will take this belt And finally end this fucking thing Wrestling has more Than one family Royal family Royal family so, once that ends, that'll be it. But the fact of the matter is, Roman Reigns had great matches along the way. They weren't they weren't all shitty. The women's tag matches, how many memorable matches have they really had with this tag title run? None. Absolutely none. There's not been one match that was like, oh my god, I gotta see that again. So really, nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. Because there's nothing worth watching. When you have a long title reign, how many of those matches did you have that were classics? That people will go back and watch? again or that when you see the highlight you're like oh my god I remember that that was so cool if you don't have that on your list your reign is boring it means nothing
1: if you have nothing historic to show for it quick question for you from the top of your head who had the most top boring title ring. The most boring? hmm
0: Which belt are we talking about? The WWE Championship. Wow. I know who. I can, I can only think of one recently. And I know who that is. Kofi Kingston? Yeah. Who is? Well, him too.
1: I mean, Kofi Kingston wasn't really boring. He just got stale at the end.
0: Well, no, the thing was, was that he didn't have a lot of memorable title defenses.
1: Oh, yeah, that's
0: true. That's he what did. I mean. And the yeah, thing is, did. by the time Dolph Ziggler came into the picture, that killed the whole thing, because people complained about Kofi Kingston. Bottom line is, the only reason Kofi got over the whole Kofi mania thing was because of Mustafa Ali getting injured, Kofi taking his place, and having so many great fucking matches and stealing the show that it the crowd just had to give it to him. Yeah, they true. had no choice. And then they had Kofi jump through all those hoops prior to Wrestlemania which was fucking brilliant. It was. And the reason that it worked was because they paid it off at Mania that year. So yeah, Kofi had a great title, got the title and it was great, but it's one of those things where you couldn't Sustain it. Winning the title is great, but then keeping it is even harder. That's why certain people like, you know, yeah, they're white fucking hot, but once they get the title, it dies off. That's very, very true. Because they realize, okay, it's like it's like if you're starving and I gave you a potato chip, you're gonna eat that chip, go, wow, this is the most delicious potato chip I ever had. Mm-hmm. I love this thing. I gotta have more of these. i'm yeah. And then by the time you get halfway through the bag you realize these are just regular old chips. I see what you mean. That's kinda how it was. Yeah,
1: I see what you mean.
0: Because Dolph Ziggler, he was more held back than anybody. So the fact that everybody's been waiting for Dolph to get the title legitimately. Now, he was the NXT champion. Most people aren't going to co- count that, but I thought that was very well done. Gave him something different. Gave him something to look forward to. But, you know, I like to see Dolph Ziggler get a world title run at some point. You know, be he deserves lo- it more than anybody else. Him was Shelton, Benjamin, and yes. uh, Carlito. Well, that's if Carlito ever came back full-time, which I don't think he is. I mean, he came back for a few appearances, but that was it, you know. But if Carlito ever does want to come back to WWE, I hope they put the world title on him.
1: Shout him to but deserves it more than anybody else in that company. Right he's now. the most
0: underrated wrestler oh of all time. Oh, my
1: God, he's so good. All right, go ahead, Vinny. I'm sorry to go off topic
0: here. Yes. Sir. So now, on that note, we are going to move on here to the next oh. match of the evening. Fuck. For those NXT Women's Tag Team titles, we have Katana Chance and Kaden Carter defending the goal. Against Fallon Henley and Keanu James.
1: The whole match was boring. Vinny on three, one two, three, boring.
0: Really? I didn't find this boring. I
1: thought it was boring as shit. I was like, I was like, seriously? I was like, like it wasn't that good. It wasn't. I was like, it was just boring. It wasn't entertaining. It wasn't like, like spectacle and wonderful. But the way that, uh, a canon, uh, way that, uh, <clears throat> Femi Hanley and uh, Keanu James won was actually fucking brilliant. It, was. it wasn't uh, It was, I wa- it was, it wasn't, was it really, a, are they a heel tag team? Cause they won in a heel away.
0: Kiana's a heel. Fallon isn't. I mean, it worked.
1: And like uh, winning's winning. Remember what Vin Diesel said in the first Fast and
0: Affairs? Yes, I do.
1: Remember, he said it doesn't matter if you went by an inch or a quarter of a mile. Winning's
0: winning. Yes. A win is a win. A win is a win. Now here's the thing. I actually enjoyed this match. It was one of the few matches on the card that I actually did enjoy. um, Because I thought both tag teams worked very well together. There were tag team moves. There was tag team chemistry. Uh, You know, Katana and Kaden reminded people that they are good even though their reign is not that memorable they're still great in the ring that doesn't that doesn't take anything away from that um Fallon Henley and Kiana James being able to work together was the key question here because obviously there is some friction between them because Fallon heard Kiana talking to some guy on the phone but she didn't want that to get in the way of their tag title run, or, or shot, so she said, we'll deal with this later, so it'll be intriguing to see what happens on NXT, we won't be here to recap it, but we'll intrigued to see what happens, um, but, the reason it was so brilliant was because, you know, Henley did this, like, you know, spin like roll-up cover and James held James held down Carter's feet so she couldn't kick out, which most people see as cheating, but the reason I don't, the reason I don't is because Fallon and Kiana are tag team partners. It's a tag team match. Mm-hmm. They're working together to pin somebody. Now if either Brooks or Jensen had held the feet down, that would be cheating. Cause they're technically not involved in the match. A team working together to pin somebody, to me that's not cheating. That's working together to win a match. It was perfectly legal, you know. Like I said, if Fallon was fighting uh, Kaden one-on-one and Kiana did that, then that would be cheating. But not if you're working together as a team. And obviously, Fallon doesn't know that, so she's celebrating. Katana and Kaden know there was a cheating moment, but Fallon doesn't know. Now, I'm sure by on Tuesday, when they show up on NXT, or tomorrow at the time you're listening to this, they will probably settle this issue or probably figure out how to, how to, how to deal with this. Either Fallon will be pissed off, at Kiana for doing that, or eventually Fallon might turn heel and say, "Fuck it, this is working for us." So that's what's going on here, and hopefully we'll find out what that mist about that guy she was talking to on the phone is. But I hope Fallon and Kiana stay together. I feel like again, this is a better gimmick for Kiana. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like this is gonna th- these two as tag team champions are gonna bring something different to the belts and make it watchable because Katana and Caden haven't been doing that. No, they have not. I take nothing away from their in-ring ability, but they are not interesting. These two are and there's more to being a champion than just oh I'm a great wrestler that's not just what it's about it's more than that that's why wrestling is scripted entertainment if this was real and these were real combatants then it would be more about skill than anything else but because wrestling is a show you have to have more to you than just knowing how to wrestle if all you know how to bring to the table is that you're a great wrestler congratulations You are doing the bare
1: minimum required of your job. Pretty much. You even know you can do more than the bare minimum.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. The bare minimum is you know how to work. That's why when you watch shows like Tough Enough, for example, everything's technical till you get to the end. Then they start worrying about the promos and the showmanship and everything else. Once you learn the wrestling, you move on to those other things. Knowing how to talk, knowing how to put flair on the moves, knowing how to get the ring psychology and the storytelling, knowing what to do and how to do it and when to do it. There's a lot of important elements that go into making a wrestling match and being a great wrestler. And if you don't have the total package, you're not going to go very far. Carter Sheehan, Lex Luthor, the total package. That's, a super, that's Superman's arch nemesis. Oops. I think the word you're searching for was Lex Luger. That's what I meant, Lex Luger. You said Luther. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. This is why I don't like Zach drinking, ladies and gentlemen, but he insisted on it. Fuck off. Anyway, great tag match. Look forward to seeing what happens with them. Then, on that note, we move on to the next match oh, of the evening. Fuck my life. Two out of three falls. Apollo Crews goes one-on-one against Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams.
1: Okay, can I actually show you what actually this match actually fucking was?
0: Let's go ahead. One, two, three. Vinny. Boring. Now I'm going to join you
1: seriously they hyped this up for fucking weeks and this ends the way it fucking did we're watching us like i was like okay you know what this match was what i like to say in the wrestling
0: business like it felt that way
1: it did dude. you and i were sitting in those, in those nice comfy leather chairs yeah and we were like what the fuck is this bullshit right here for real i mean i like cruz i mean and i like apollo i really 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 do i don't like those these two fine young gentlemen are great in the ring. But for some strange ass reason, <clears throat> they didn't do any, they didn't do what I thought they were supposed to do. Alright, it was boring as shit. This match sucked. And I'm gonna go ahead and spoil it. Usually these is two dead of three falls. What happens? One guy gets one, uh, one wrestler gets a pinfall, the other wrestler gets a pinfall. It usually ends up being tied one-one, like in baseball or hockey. But no, they decide to fuck up. Back and forth back and forth and all of a sudden they had fucking Apollo Crews lackey from Smackdown on Raw come out of here and basically caused a fuck up Nash. Apo- uh, I mean the other guy won and all of a sudden the big dude betrays him. Seriously? This is how this happens, Vinny. Your thoughts? What the fuck was this bullshit?
0: Okay, well, basically, this was designed to be a two out of three falls match. The match went on way too fucking long. Way too long. This was like, and I knew something was up because a long time had gone by, and the first fall hadn't even happened. Like, like, unreal. were they? This was. That's why it, this is a great way to say filler because they stretched this baby out to pad the runtime. And there were some moments that were good. I mean, both these guys know how to work, uh, so it's a great, it's a great match. A lot of spots, a lot of spot, spot, spotty. A lot of false finishes too. Yeah. Um, but of course, then all of a sudden Daba came out, and for those you may not remember, Daba was with Apollo Cruz back when he was doing the Nigerian thing. Mm-hmm. And so he came out, and here's here, here's the problem. Here's the problem here. What's the problem? Daba comes out here to even up the odds and help out Apollo Crews. They didn't help out, and I didn't. No, it was. Why even bring him out here if Carmelo was still gonna win? And here's my question. What's the question? Why is Apollo Crews even back in NXT or if you were just gonna have Carmelo sweep him two falls in a row? Like, at that point, you might as well send Apollo back to SmackDown or Raw because that's embarrassing for Apollo Crews. That's very, very true. It's like, this guy cannot catch a break with this fucking company. Like, I I know it's crazy to say this, but I honestly... Apollo's one of the few people in WWE that I feel would be treated better if he went to AEW because they don't know what to do with him here. And I know, that's kind of looking at me like I'm nuts, but think about it. What the fucking WWE has Apollo Crews done that has been memorable here? This guy literally has all the fucking tools to be successful, and they refuse to pull the trigger with him, so why the fuck is he here? He was in NXT. He was doing fantastic. His only problem was he couldn't talk. That was the only thing he was missing. They caught him up too soon to the main roster. He's not getting respected up there. For Christ's sake, they jobbed into the Miz, for crying out loud, on what was basically (laughs) the worst... SummerSlam in history, the only thing about that that was memorable was the John Cena-AJ Styles match. It's the Cena-Styles show. Every match before that was god-fucking-awful. Every match after that was god-fucking-awful. And I ain't the only one saying it. Half the fucking internet was goddamn saying it. It was the saddest SummerSlam in history. If there's a worse one than that, please fucking send it to me. I need to watch it for confirmation. Now, it was
1: the worst SummerSlam of all time. I remember that watching that. All those matches suck, but the only match that was decent enough was AJ and John. Yes.
0: So then Daba picks up Cruz and hugs him, then turns on him with a headbutt. The crowd boos. He picks up Cruz, drops him on a chair in the ring, and the fans are booing loudly. Question. What? I Curtis, you have Ken and a cow. Why? Because it's a sofa. So, we got this stupid shit over here. I just can't fucking take it anymore. So, this was a terrible fucking match. It, it was horrible. boring. It could not hold anyone's attention. And literally, like, if you want to put somebody to sleep, get let them watch this match. They'll be out before the first ball even happens. It was goddamn ridiculous. This was boring as shit. Boring as shit there, guys. Doesn't boring. help anybody because... Carmelo already gets enough wins already Apollo Crews they're just they, they fucked him again basically is what they're doing so like I said I, he he's better off going to AEW because they ain't gonna they ain't gonna treat him right here they've already established it
1: they're, they fucked him in the ass with a barbed wire with with a bat with barbed wire with no fucking Vaseline on it whatsoever that's how I feel fucking I'm tired of people shitting on fucking uh, Apollo Crews he should have some gold around his waist in the NXT
0: yes and on that note we move on to the next match the evening we have a fatal four-way match for the NXT Tag Team titles. The New Day defends the gold against Pretty Deadly, Gallus, and Chase U. This
1: was going on. There was too many people in the ring at one time. Am I right or am I wrong, there, Benny? Yeah. Too. And then during that time, Gator, I love you, dude. I do. But then again, he was kind of a good distraction during this whole situation. But this right here, we were watching, trying to talk to Gator at the exact same time. It was like, okay, Gator, we understand, Gator. You don't like a lot of things, Gator. Thanks for answering your questions, Gator. But there was way too many people going on. It was like one big, humongous spot monkey clusterfuck. Everybody got their moves, and a lot of people did. But the beautiful, wonderful Scottish-born Dallas are the new NXT champions. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Well, first of all, I appreciate the fact that I was a good distraction. Because um I have a lot of issues with this match. Like, first of all, why the fuck does Chase keep wearing a damn sweater? Why can't they wear any gear? Gator. They, they don't wear any wrestling gear. This is wrong. Gator.
1: This is a travesty. Gator, like with Wendy Chu, it works. It's part of the gimmick, okay? I promise you that. It just works. How many times have you and Vinny have told me if they, they don't like the gimmick, but they put butts and fucking seats. That's what they do. Andre Chase is entertaining. I like our, our, our Jack Chase you. I always have, and believe it or not, Gator Andre Tres as,
0: as what he wears. He can actually move in the fucking ring. Can he not, Vinny? Yeah, he can definitely move in the ring. I've always been a fan of Andre Chase. So from the very beginning, you know, he goes off and um, he's hilarious. He does. He his everything he does makes sense. It gets over. It's entertaining. Him and Duke Hudson, I think have done fantastic together. Um, I do, uh, I do, I, I'm not happy that Gallus is the tag team champions. Um, they're fucking, why, I don't even know why the fuck they're even here. They're not, they're not remotely interesting at all. Uh, they bring nothing to the table. And the so far, for, the only thing I know about them is that they're Scottish, okay? And can you understand when they talk? No, I do. I understand, but right. I. I understand what's going on. People are like,
1: what the hell are they saying? I say this. Remember, when we we're watching some Scottish TV show. Years ago, I was like, what the hell are they saying? I basically said they're saying this or saying that. You're saying this or saying that, and he just look at me like, what the fuck? I go like, I'm like, um, dude, look at me. I'm half Scottish. But it's I pin
0: pinning in the ring and but it the
1: not of it. Basically said he's putting putting him in the ring or something else. I'm chewing I'm, I'm enjoying my beer. But otherwise, in that gator, what's your problem lately with people? Who don't wear ring material
0: because it's not traditional it's not the proper way everybody needs to wear gear in the ring because wearing regular clothes makes you look like somebody in the crowd you're not supposed to look like the people in the audience Mr. Bicciarelli, explain wrestling. Explain it to the ginger. He's not, he's falling off the course.
1: Not falling off the course. I just don't get it why you're up so upset on the most little stupidest things.
0: Now, I, I, look, I, I'm as traditional as Gator is, but he takes it to Jedi level. Like, I, I, I can be level-headed with a few things in wrestling, and I have no problem with Andre Chase's gear. I don't think that everybody needs to wear wrestling gear in the ring. I mean, I don't want somebody coming out there wearing, like, you know, regular shit. Like, like if somebody came out to the ring wearing like uh, a Green Day t-shirt and jeans, I'd be like, yeah, get this fucker out of the ring. But, you know, it. but if he's wearing something that fits the gimmick, that's fine to me. You know, he and that's what Chase U does. They're wearing, everything they wear says Chase U. He's got the sweater, he's got the, the pants on, He's works in the ring very well, and Chase, as we mentioned before, he does, you know, know how to get a crowd fired up. Now, as far as putting asses in seats, that's hard to tell if he does that because Chase has not really been a main eventer. So do I, does he put asses in seats? I can't really say that, because for that to work, you would have to be at a take, I'll call it a takeover, because I don't know what the fuck else to call it. You have to be at a show like this, and the camera would have to pan out to an actual section wearing Chase U, because at the performance center, they could plant anybody in the audience to wear random Chase You shit. For all we know, those are students still training in the performance center. We don't fucking know who they are. But if you go to an arena or you go to a, a spectrum like that and you see people, there's an entire segment, they're holding up Chase You shit. And they're wearing Chase U merch, and then yes, you can say he draws guys. Yeah, grass he draws C,
1: fucking money.
0: But they don't travel much, so you can't gauge that. All I can say is when he does the C H A S E U. And then, Chase you. No, when he looks at the crowd and goes, "What's that spell?" Okay. and the crowd goes, "Chase you." That's how you know he's over. Because he could be like, "What's that spell?" and they don't say shit. Then he ain't over. That's true. But it works. The, it fits the gimmick. I don't. I, I don't judge wrestlers on what they wear. As long as what you wear fits your fucking gimmick. If your outfit doesn't match your gimmick, then you have a problem. True. With Chase, that's not a problem. No. Pretty deadly. They've, it fits them perfectly. Gallus fits them. The New Day, it fits them because you don't know what the fuck they're going to do half the time. It, it, it's ridiculous. They're But they're known for being ridiculous. But they're and, still a good tag team. They're oh, they're always, a great tag team. Yeah, they've great, always been a great yeah, tag team. I like team.
1: the New Day, it always have.
0: But in this particular case, though, now that they dropped the NXT tag team titles, it looks like the New Day is done in NXT. So it, 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 I guess the, the overall plan was not for them to stay too long. They want to bring them back up to SmackDown or Raw, and I have no fucking idea why. Because they weren't really doing much up there. At they least weren't. At, at they least weren't. in NXT, they were. They were the center. They were the center of attention. They were interesting. I felt they still had more to give. But they want to make Gallus the champions, and I don't fucking know why. Because they're not interesting. Yes, they're Scottish, but other than that, what the fuck else are they? I like the tag team. You like them happens. because they're well, Scottish. What, yeah,
1: that's the point. I just like their I like the as a tag team because they are a badass tag team.
0: Yeah, so we so we sit through this match. Like I said, it was basically a spot fest. Too was, many people in the like I said, too many people in the ring at one time. It was disorganized. You know, there was a lot of like you know splashes out to the ring, suplexes out to the ring. Everybody's diving on everybody. It was regarding goddamn ridiculous.
1: They're on the top rope way too many times. They waited for the top the person on the top rope to move. They waited like two to three minutes longer than they should have. But otherwise than that, I mean, congratulations to Gallus. I'm happy with that, even though I wish Andre Trish would have him. But that's just
0: me. All right, then, Mini, be- mini Beauty. What else? Go ahead. Well, now we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We've got the NXT Women's Championship with Triple Threat match. Roxanne Perez defends the title against Gigi Dolan and JC Jane.
1: At first, was it a Triple Threat or was it a 2 on one
0: handicap match? It was basically a handicap match. It but-
1: what it was. It was back and forth. Where, uh Gigi Dolan and JC Jane team up on poor little uh Roxanne Perez and then they finally turn on each other no this is what I'm gonna do, no this is what I'm gonna do when Roxanne Perez she came out there and did that uh one of those moves. Um uh Gigi Dolan put through uh Pulled JCJ and of the way and let her take the hit, not Gigi Dong, which we looked at each other like, that's smart right there. We already know who's going to win this match. Roxanne Perez was going to win this match, regardless how much we don't like her at all.
0: Yes. Well, and they're basically saying they need to work together, and then Roxanne takes the map, does the pull thing. Eventually, they're basically breaking up. and Basically, everything I said was going to happen, happened. You called it. Every time they went for a pin, the other person broke it up. Yeah. They eventually get into a shoving match. Then uh, they get into a slapping match and all this other shit. And it just becomes, you know, a back and forth battle while she... And then eventually, they start working together. But then it's too little too late. Then Gigi goes through the table... And then the, she does the pop rocks off the top rope for the one, two, three. Which was awesome, by the way. Yes. That was pretty fucking good. Yeah. And in the end, Roxanne retains the title. Rightfully so, too. Well, yes, we knew she was going to retain, but here's the catch, though. Now that she has retained the title, the process needs to begin for Gigi and JC to get caught to the main roster. They need to be done in NXT. There is nothing left for these two women to do. There's nothing left. As a tag team, they have done it all in NXT. So now it's time for them to go to Raw or SmackDown and become the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions at some point. But it's time for them to get called up. It's time for them to make a statement. Very, very true. That's why I felt like they should have been in the Royal Rumble. Because I think it was time for the fans to get to know them. Because it's time. What else is left? Look at NXT and tell me what else is left for these two to do. Nothing. Unless you want to break them up and then have them feud against each other and have that feud lead up to whatever to stand and deliver, there's nothing else left for them to do except fight each other. That's the only logical reason to keep them in NXT is if you want to break them up. But if you want to keep them as a team, call them up. They're done. Either break them up or call them up. Make a choice. Make a choice. NXT. No other choice will work here. No, it will not. It's time for Roxanne to move the fuck on from anything toxic attraction related and go find your next challenger for Stand and Deliver. Courtesy of ludicrous.
1: Move, bitch. Get out the way. Get out the way, bitch. Get out the way. No. Why would that work here? I guess it
0: wouldn't. Okay, moving on. Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we will move on to the main event of the evening. We have the steel cage match for the NXT Championship. Braun Breaker defends the title against Grayson Waller. No. Oh, this is weird. This was... Okay, can I do the gimmick? Do the gimmick. Was this... No, it was sad.
1: Seriously? After all these months, these weeks and months, this is what fucking happened in a steel cage match? Are you fucking kidding me? I took a whole day off of missed work for this. I would rather have right now, and even though I'm drinking, I'd rather be at, wo- at work at the time and get paid a good bit of money. Like a double. But no, I had to do this courtesy of you and you motherfuckers out there, which I love with all my heart. But typical, this was boring as shit. How the fuck do you make a steel cage NXT champion match boring as hell? So rather than that, before I go off any more, Minnie, you take this one because if I go on, I'm going to throw this fucking mic at something or I'll break a fucking window. So
0: take the fuck over right now. Yeah, and he... Doesn't want to owe me any more money than he already does, so... Fight my... Motherfucker, fuck you. What? You think if you break my window,
1: you ain't paying for it? No, I am not. I'll just put a piece of plywood over it and call it
0: a day. Yeah, assuming my parents don't shank you for the goddamn money. Don't forget, I have an Irish mother, okay? (laughs) Don't think for one second you're going to break a window in this house and they won't come after you with great vengeance and furious anger anger yes so this match right here had its moments it was you know for all intents and purposes a decent cage match however there was no there wasn't a lot of viral moments as they predicted the superplex was not interesting nope I would have preferred like Grayson Waller did some type of move like a shooting star press off the cage or something like that if you really wanted this to be like I'm gonna make a viral moment or do, uh, off the top rope, say
1: Rob down on his back, to a five-star splash. Well, of Eddie. The same, just the well, same.
0: 5 stars is Rob Van Dam.
1: You know what I mean. Rob Van Dam or the five-star splash. Rob Van Dam or Eddie. What did Eddie call it?
0: Eddie Guerrero called it a frog splash.
1: The frog splash, the, you know what I mean.
0: No, I'm trying to explain it to you. For Eddie Guerrero, is the regular frog splash. The five-star frog splash was Rob Van Dam. That's the difference. Now, so I'm just saying, the match was not, was, was, it was decent, but not, it wasn't a main event match that it needed to be. Nope. Um... Grayson Waller tried his best to have a good match. Braun Breaker, you know, did his best here. But the biggest issue was, was the fact that basically Braun Breaker, you know, was spearing the crap out of out of um, Waller. Then he talks trash, basically tells him this is his dog pound, this is his NXT. He goes, you want to talk trash now? And just starts going off. Waller basically says, come on, hit me. Then he drops, then he goes and does another spear. And one, two, three, the winner and still NXT champion champion brawn breaker and we're at the, at the end at one two three you and i just looked at you and go what the fuck yeah <laughs> i was i was i was just sitting there going you got to be kidding me and that's when zach completely lost his shit <laughs> which is why i am again not happy with the fact that he's drinking so goddamn much because i think that's playing the major role at um, least i'm behaving myself yeah, and then um, you know after the match, Breaker celebrates on top of the cage. Carmelo walks out to kind of stare from the ramp, and basically they're trying to symbolize that the next match is gonna be Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, Carmelo Hayes needs to win. Here's the thing: I got a strong feeling he's probably gonna win, and it's gonna piss me off. Yeah, no. It's gonna piss me off. I oh, know. Because yeah, Trick Williams is gonna have to help him, because there is no, no motherfucking way. There is no motherfucking way on God's Green Earth you are going to tell me that Grayson Waller can't beat Braun Breaker on his own but Carmelo Hayes when you look at the two of them and honestly going to tell me Carmelo Hayes can legitimately whoop Braun Breaker's ass. Yeah, you can eat mine if you think that's the case. That is no fucking way on God's Green Earth that is believable. Now, Grayson Waller and Carmelo Hayes, I think that'd be a much better match. Mm -hmm. This was Grayson's time. Grayson Waller was more than ready to be NXT champion. I felt this was literally built for him to win. He had the pop and the circumstance and all the excitement. And at the end of the day, you just let Braun Breaker keep it for reasons that make no fucking sense. What else is left? Nothing. Who else is left? Are you honestly going to tell me Carmelo Hayes is going to take this title? Nope. And if he doesn't, then who? Who the fuck who? else is left? La- I'm not even doing that right now. It's not, I'm not laughing right now. Who the fuck? Is left on NXT that can credibly beat Braun Breaker. Nobody that I know. He's run through fucking everyone. So either Trick Williams is gonna have to help Carmelo Hayes win this fucking thing, or Braun's gotta whoop his ass too. And then you maybe bring somebody from fucking Raw or SmackDown to beat him, because apparently Dolph is the only one who can. Apparently, only for Braun to win it back the it night afterwards,
1: week. or with yeah, within 24 hours or
0: 48 hours. It, it's fucking dumb. Is it ridiculous? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Th- this was th- this was the terrible finish. That, and this is going to lead to fucking nowhere. And it's moments like this that make me glad we're on vacation. Because I, I don't know if I could sit through NXT after this. This is the no, most disappointing thing I've seen in a long time. time. What the hell?
1: They hyped up this whole fucking thing and it turns out to be dog shit.
0: Yes, it does. All right. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of NXT Vengeance Day. Zach, as always, I thank you taking time. you be to join us. And I'll uh, see you in April.
1: I'll see you in April. Can I say something, Vinny? Go ahead uh to all the wonderful wonderful fans of Vinny and i particularly mine i want to make this short and sweet. like on the schwarzenegger sets in the terminator i'll be back i love you all i cherish you all please take care. Don't do anything stupid that I want to do. Not a word. And please, during this time, before we get warm here in Georgia, wherever you're at, please stay warm and stay toasty. But, we'll be back. We're not leaving. I love you all. I just need a break from you fuckers. That's all.
0: Yeah, this isn't goodbye and see you later. See you later. Alligator. Okay, so make sure you guys uh, follow the Bootscast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. And iHeart Radio and iHeartRadio. Radio pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites also like us on Facebook go to facebook.com slash theboochcast we have archived episodes of the show as well as great content we have our uh, episode of the uh, male soap opera moment out right now uh, where we have our predictions for the Royal Rumble Um, either later today or at some point in the next couple days we'll have our recap of the WWE Royal Rumble itself so make sure you check that out to find out who is the prediction champion. Myself for the wins. Uh, also, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get latest tweets, photos, and videos. Uh, visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. This week, episode ten, Internet 1.0. Don't believe the hype. Will drop this Thursday. And also, we are almost done completely filming dark side of the 90s at the time that we're recording this we got two episodes down tomorrow we will be uh filming the next one the last one, and then well by that time, all of them will be filmed, and we will be, able, and I'll be in the process of editing them during the break and putting them up there on the YouTube channel. So be on the lookout for more episodes of Dark Side of the 90s. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitch. Go to Twitch.tv/TheBootscast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, April 1st, and Sunday, April 2nd, for nights one and two of WrestleMania 39. That's right, the biggest event of the year the mecca of all professional wrestling. And we will be joining you guys for those two days. And so far, we've got a pretty good card for this one. We've already got determined uh, three matches have already been locked in. We have Roman Reigns defending the undisputed WWE Universal title against Cody Rhodes. We have uh, Charlotte Flair defending the SmackDown women's title against Rhea Ripley. And Bianca Belair will face the winner of the Women's Elimination Chamber match as she defends her Raw Women's Championship. Which means
1: basically Bianca Belair held on that top for over a year. Just
0: about, yeah. yeah. Just about. So, uh, make sure you guys uh, join us live on Twitch. Also, we have our live D&D show coming soon. Our Boochcast booking battle and a special project in the works. Also, you guys can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help us. Stay in future episodes we have three levels you can donate at pick the one that works the best within your budget we have our first level which is 99 cents one dollar per month we have our second level which is 4.99 five dollars per month same amount of money you would pay for a peacock subscription and a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the peacock, so don't give them money give us money we got better content than peacock anyway and we got the third and final level you can donate at which is for a mere 9.99 $10 per month. Same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since over sold with the Peacock and I would have put that $9.99. So to that dollars 99 bring it over here. We got better content in the network. And unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans that are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We used to upgrade our equipment. We used to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on. On the air and off the air to make the booch cast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and are to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the bootcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed Zachariah Scott, his ramen noodles, uh try to get him laid, and most importantly, keep him sober. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, aka the Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been the cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! While well, I see by the clock on a wall
2: that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye, goodbye, so long, so long, farewell, farewell, adieu, adieu, adieu. be good, stay well, bye-bye, keep warm, relax, and take care, stay loose, adieu, love you, a la prochaine. goodbye till when we meet again.